Good morning. I'm Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I chat with nonprofit groups and organizations, finding out how they serve our community and getting updates on current projects. For today's program, I'm speaking with a Dancing in the Streets, Arizona. I'm joined by... My name is Celeste Lupu, and I am co-founder of Dancing in the Streets, Arizona, along with my husband. Hello, my name is Joseph Rogers. I am co-director of Dancing in the Streets with my wife, Celeste Lupu. Even from a quick glance of your website, it is very clear that Dancing in the Streets Arizona is special. One image really struck me in particular, um, and it really made me smile, and part of it was just the smiles I saw on the faces of the kids. Kids? It was a bunch of young ladies, and they had red, white, and blue tutus on. Some of them used wheelchairs. And then I continued to scroll, and I was just struck by the diversity and inclusion of your organization. So I think it'd be great to kind of rewind to the beginning. So will you start off by just telling me, what is Dancing in the Streets, Arizona? Uh, Dancing in the Street is a 5013C nonprofit. Uh, We are a ballet school in the city of South Tucson. Not Tucson, but in the city of South Mm -hmm. Tucson. We have all kind of kids. From the ages from 3 to 103, we deal with all kind of kids. Just not just the average kids. We deal with kids with ADHD, some with wheelchair. Non-traditional ballet students. We have at-risk youth, we have low-income families, and we have special needs students. And we don't separate our students out. They all integrate and take classes together and perform together. Uh, Where are you located in South Tucson? 88 West 38th Street on Mm -hmm. South 6th Avenue and 38th Street. We're right next to the Social Security building. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when did you get started? I know it's been over, has it been a decade or over? Uh, We're 15 years. Okay, 2008 is when we first started school, but actually we go farther back than that. Mm -hmm. Joey and I met in ballet school in Tucson. We're natives of Tucson. And Mm -hmm. we kept in contact and went off and had our careers. And then we came back to Tucson and... We actually got our startup funds from our wedding gifts. So we started in 2008 in August, and we started with 40 students. Mm -hmm. We did a Nutcracker our very first year, Mm -hmm. and I told my my mother and uh, I told Joey that he was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, you you got started in August, and you did a Nutcracker that very first year? Uh That very first year. (laughs) That very first year. Yeah, Yeah. with 40 students, yeah. And it was successful. We had a sold-out crowd. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So um, where did you reach out to find your students for that first year? Well, originally I was working for the Tucson uh, Parks and Rec. Okay. And I was teaching dance over there under the recreational center. And, you know, pretty much what happened was it was getting pretty political mm-hmm. when I was working there. So I, I one of the mothers said, you should just go on your own, Mr. Rogers. I don't <laughs> think you wouldn't have a problem. And she was right. I kind of struck out on my own, and those parents kind of followed me. And uh, that's where we got our first 40 students from. And uh, Well, in addition, we went around and we made flyers and Mm -hmm. we hung them up at the libraries and just walked around South Tucson and then... In the neighborhood, yeah. Yeah, in the Mm -hmm. neighborhood Mm -hmm. and just... um, Just to let know that... Yeah, just let them know that there's ballet classes available in in the neighborhood. Because there's really never... I mean, as of dance, there's really not... Really, there's nothing... There's no classical ballet studio in South Tucson. There's a lot of folklorico and other types of Mm -hmm. dance. But in terms of classical ballet technique, there is nothing else aside from us 
in the city of South Tucson. Mm. Right. So right. I'd like to kind of expand upon that. Um, so what made you pick uh, using the city of South Tucson to be like your home base? The reason why we picked the city of South Tucson was uh, originally I wanted in the in South Park area. Mm. That's where I was born and raised. But the problem was is there was no buildings in that area. Mm. So the next area over was the city of South Tucson, where the, where the railroad tracks is, that's where the city of South okay. Tucson is. So that's where we found our building. And um, Yeah, it goes yeah. back to, again, the same yeah. thing that in the city of South Tucson, like I said, Joey was from South Park, and we met in ballet school together. So we looked around the area when we came back to Tucson, and there just wasn't, there wasn't any classical ballet really in that area. And so mm -hmm. that's our specialty. That's what we know. Mm -hmm. And he wanted it to be close to his neighborhood. So mm -hmm. we found an available space. Originally, we were sharing with a, a Japanese drum, drumming group. So this is not the first location that we're in now. It's the second location. Second location. Okay. Yeah. You've mentioned how you met before. Met in ballet, mm -hmm. and so I'll admit, I don't know a whole lot about dance and ballet, <laughs> but um, from what I've gathered from speaking with people, usually that interest starts pretty young. So will you both share with me some of your personal histories with uh, <laughs> ballet? Because it is a unique, you know, well, art to I, follow. Uh, you want to talk <laughs> about your peak interest first, Celeste? Well, <laughs> I, I guess I'm pretty typical. Mm -hmm. um, I was born dancing. My mom said mm -hmm. I was dancing in her stomach. Um, <laughs> our whole family played an instrument. I played viola, my dad played violin, sister viola, and my brother played cello. So I kind of grew up with classical music. Every time we went anywhere, I would just start dancing. Mm. So originally, I was put in um, with Fran Cohen at the Jewish Community Center, and then I got serious around age 10, okay. and I transferred to when they were building the uh, Tucson Convention Center back in the 70s, there was a company called Arizona Civic Ballet. Is that right, Arizona Civic Ballet? The beginning mm -hmm. of Ballet mm -hmm. Arizona, and so they had a school, and so I joined there, the serious study. Mm -hmm. So by the time I was 10 or 11, I was taking five days a week. Okay. And I was pretty typical bunhead. That's, I ate, drank, slept ballet, went through anorexia mm -hmm. over in college, and you know, sort of had a Never lost the love for it, but uh, went through a few health challenges mm -hmm. and um, came back to it uh, in two, 1997, right. something like that. Right. Yeah, 1997. You know, so do you feel that because you faced, you know, those challenges from ballet, is that part of why you felt the need to reach out to a the diverse group and all-inclusive Definitely. I mean, for me, especially, you know, nowadays the world is just a whole nother place. It's wonderful mm. to see all shapes and sizes and clothing made for everybody, yeah. including dancewear. But when I was young, I was always very Zoftic. That was not part of the ballet world. Mm. So, but my heart was still always a ballet dancer. In fact, I remember my first ballet teacher told me, you know, you be a great character ballerina because you have such talent and, and acting, mm -hmm. but you don't have the right body mm -hmm. shape. And so that was kind of what started my anorexia. I was like, well, mm -hmm. darn it, I know this is what I'm meant to be. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll make myself have mm -hmm. the right body type. And that that was something that I really paid attention to in our school. I've had grandparents and parents when I'm doing costume fittings, and they see that the fitting is kind of tight, and I'll have the grandparent or, or the mother even start to say, oh, well, we'll start dieting her. And I'm like, you don't do a thing. I'll get a costume, it'll fit, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. I try very hard to make sure that 
body shape, body type, body size is not an issue. Mm. I will find a costume to make it fit rather than make the body fit to the costume. That's very important, very powerful, because I, I think these are actually song lyrics where it's like, you don't need to change yourself. The world can change its heart. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my story's totally, totally different. Totally opposite <laughs> from Celeste. Uh, uh, I started ballet uh, when I went to school. My problem was I could not sit still. Mm. Teachers convinced my mother to put me on Ritalin. For like two years, yeah, this is a Catholic school, and it didn't work. I was still bouncing around. <laughs> so then another principal came and talked to my mother and said, hey, you ever, do you ever give yourself like an outlet? And she's like, well, like what, like sports? She's like, she's like, no. And he's like, she was like, well, you know, look at my son. He's skinny, and he's not ready for sports. And, and then the teacher said, uh, what about performing arts, you know, some kind of you know, dance. And my mom said, dance? What do you mean dance? Like ballet and tap? And she's like, yeah, exactly. Do you, why don't you? Matter of fact, we have a woman coming in tomorrow to give an outreach to, uh, about ballet in the cafe. Let them try. And, she, and my mom's like, okay. So I went. I was the only boy that tried out. Uh, I was heartbroken. I was crying and everything. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, didn't she put a leotard on? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's why I was crying. Everybody was making fun of me. But, but, but she gave me a full scholarship. And right then and there, well, actually, I'm going to tell you, too, the reason why I really got into ballet is because of the girls. Well, when I realized. The numbers how, game alone. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, when I started start seeing girls, 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 I'm like going, okay, okay, okay. Well, you got to tell the story of your, your San Francisco ballet experience. I want to hear oh, it. Oh, well, I, I got an audition. Well, my mom took me to an audition, and I got a, a full scholarship for the summer to go to San Francisco Ballet School for oh, wow. six weeks. You were like 13. And it was intensive. I got the letter. I saw the letter, and my mom's like, I'm sending you. You're going to California. You're going to San Francisco. And I was like, Mom, what's that word intensive mean? That means they're going to kick you nor what. They ain't no plan around. I was like, I don't want to go, Mom. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll stay here in Tucson in the dirt. No, no, I don't want to go. No, no, no. She sent me. I cried. I cried on the airplane. I cried when I got there. And then when I got there, they said, all dancers come to the green room. So I'm sniffling while I'm walking down the hallway. I see girls. I see <laughs> all these ballerinas. And I open this door, and there's many more ballerinas. And I just sat down and kind of decided what I wanted to do right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> so right, <laughs> right, for the next of my life. So that's, that's when it kind of dawned on me. It was right. like uh, 500 girls and mm. five boys oh, for the wow. whole session. Yeah. 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 I think so. you were 13, 13 or 14 at that Something time. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's a big trip for a 13 year old to go to another My state. My mom, and... she sent me. She's like, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's absolutely. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and those those journeys, you were rambunctious, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you need to right. channel that. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely. part of the key to our success is his his ability to connect with the ADD kids mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. kids that have a hard time focusing. Right. He's just had this gift of 
making everything child accessible. Mm. I mean, Joey is a child magnet. Anywhere we go, there's a child within five miles, and they just lock onto him. He just has always had that ability. I remember when we were doing a show, um, I don't know, he was maybe 16, 17, and in those days when we rented a theater, you were there from 9 a.m. until midnight, no matter how old you were. He had the whole class of, you know, little four, five, six-year-olds entertained for hours, Mm. and he was all of, like, 16, so he just kind of has had this gift to connect with kids his whole life. Well, that's great, because now you're Mm. able to use that to bring ballet to... uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Over the years that, uh, over with my dancing and uh, seeing different things, and and then with the disability, uh, that story, because a lot of people say, how how did you get in... With wheelchair and disabilities, mm-hmm. and, I, and I said, well, there was one point in my time when I was dancing in uh, in Flint, Michigan, with Ballet Michigan, and there was a ballerina who was deaf. Oh. She could reach her lips, but I was really intrigued to find it because I went to her. I was like, how do you count the music? <laughs> 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 or how do you hear yeah. the music? Because she was on time than most normal dancers were. She took me to the piano player, put my hand on it, and then the vibrations. Oh. I was like, ah. Oh. I said, okay, I understand that, but what about the theater? Same thing with her feet, with the theater on the floor. She thinks they can feel the vibration. I guess they're more sensitive than us. Hearing people. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, just told me. Yeah, your other senses increase. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, you're able to experience firsthand that even people with a uh, quote-unquote mm-hmm. disability right, are right. fully capable mm-hmm. of doing something like this. So I kind of like to go off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we mentioned, inclusivity is very important for dancing in the streets, Arizona. So will you tell me more about the youth that you strive to connect with? Uh, in your program, the Ooh. youth or the or parents, parents. <laughs> <laughs> the, the individuals. <laughs> right, the individuals. No, I'm telling you, the yeah. children are not a challenge. Mm-hmm. Almost every child has a desire to dance. Right. Mm-hmm. right. The problem we run into is parents. Parents. Oh. Parents yeah. are the ones that generally put that um, that stigma mm. or burden or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. they're the ones that kind of come in with. Well, I don't see the right color of students, so I don't think my child will feel comfortable. Right. They have that, uh-huh. or they come in saying, My daughter is way bigger than the other girls that, that I have, so I don't think it's going to work out. And I'm like, going, That has nothing to do. Weight doesn't have to do with right. anything. The kids, and we usually have to say, Look, just let that, that's why we have the policy of uh, the first class is free to try. Mm-hmm. Bring the parents in, we let them watch. The class, the kids usually go crazy mm-hmm. and have fun. Mm-hmm. And then the parents are the ones that we constantly have to sort of open their eyes. That that ballet is not, there's some mystique about ballet being, I don't know, European uptight. Yeah, it has um, almost a... Right, a, a yeah. Welfa- I don't know if that's royalty. the right word. Yeah, it comes almost from like a, a place from yeah. royalty. And a lot of people are very uncomfortable with royalty. Because there's a certain way... That you have to act mm-hmm. when royalty comes. You know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, proper mm-hmm. ballet technique doesn't have, that's the wonderful, beautiful thing. Proper ballet technique mm-hmm. doesn't matter anything. Mm-hmm. How much money you make, how tall you are, how short you are, how fat you are, how mm-hmm. skinny you are. Mm-hmm. 
It makes no difference. A plie is done a plie, a plie, a plie. Mm -hmm. I can go to China and not speak a word of Cantonese or Mandarin, but I can take a ballet class over there. Mm. The language is in French. Mm. Ballet technique is the same, and I know that I can do that. Mm. That's the thing that we try to educate. In Mm -hmm. addition to it, even if a child does not choose ballet as a final performance path, there's so many benefits to ballet that stay with a child. Their Mm. decision-making, their confidence, Mm Their the um, discipline that yeah, goes the into discipline right. that goes into mm-hmm. learning any kind of athletic activity mm-hmm. and the appreciation of the arts. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. so much pressure on kids. STEM, STEM, STEM. We're trying to preach STEAM, mm-hmm. science, technology, engineering, arts, mathematics. That creative thinking, problem solving, comes from learning an art mm-hmm. form, right. especially the performing arts. It right. uses the left and the right brain together, and there's. There's so many benefits of ballet, I could spend the whole show. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm Riley, and I'm speaking with Celeste Lupu and Joseph Rogers, co-founders of Dancing in the Streets, Arizona. So let's uh, go ahead and shift gears for a little bit because sure. you have an upcoming performance just a few weeks, the first annual Freedom Arts Festival. It's a celebration of the 19th of June, but it is being held on June 18th. That's mm-hmm. Saturday. Mm-hmm. So before we go into the details of Freedom Arts Festival, I was wondering if, in case people aren't familiar, will you tell me a bit of the significance behind why you want to celebrate? The day of when the slaves got free. Mm-hmm. In Texas. In Texas. Gosh, well, there was there was a general. Uh-uh. So remember, we didn't have regular mail. We mm-hmm. didn't have email, Instagram, none yeah, of Yeah, it was stuff. only the Pony Express. So the yeah. proclamation of freedom for the slaves was written two years earlier, mm-hmm. but it took a general to come to, and Texas was as far as the end of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And they actually had to read the proclamation to the slaves to let them know, you are free people now. Right. It took two years mm-hmm. for it to get there. Get so there. it's really the true Independence Day for many the, African Americans, Americans of the, the yeah of the, the day of the ending of Independence slavery. Independence Day, yeah. really for, yeah. for right. African Americans, and it's been celebrated as Juneteenth on mm-hmm. the 19th traditionally in backyards and churches. I mean, across the country, across the but country, primarily yeah. only in the African American mm-hmm. community. Correct. So since President Biden, Biden. declared it a national holiday. holiday. It's now a holiday that everyone can celebrate freedom. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the important things is that we have done other um, Juneteenth celebrations Mm -hmm. we participated in. We didn't feel like there was um, enough emphasis on the performing arts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because regardless of what culture you are, where you've been, every culture uses singing, dancing, basket weave, spoken word, spoken word, Mm -hmm. any kind of art to express joy, pain, Pain. freedom, spirituality, Mm -hmm. everything is in the performing arts. And so Mm -hmm. we really wanted to take this opportunity to educate people about what Juneteenth is about, Mm -hmm. but celebrate through performing arts. Mm -hmm. We don't want religion. We don't want politics. We want it to be about the performing arts. Performing arts. And we mm. feel like this is also our first annual fundraiser, so we hope it to be every year. Right. It's going to be at the Scottish Rite Cathedral, a historic, beautiful mm-hmm. building. If you have that not been in there. Right behind the Children's Museum. Yeah, it's on yeah. 160 South Scott, Scott and we're in the beautiful yeah. Red Room. Mm-hmm. There's going to be food. There's going to be three shows throughout the day, 1.30, 2.30, mm-hmm. and 3.30. Mm-hmm. It is a ticketed event, mm-hmm. but the ticket comes with a single serving of food. And mm-hmm. I'm very excited about our caterer, Carte Blanche. Right. We've got right. a fun yeah. menu yeah. and strawberries right. and all kinds of exciting, exciting stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so will you just share with me a little bit more of what an attendee would experience coming to the Freedom Arts Festival? Air conditioning. (laughs) (laughs) Air conditioning. (laughs) Much beloved. That's right. Lots of lots of air. (laughs) They'll enter in. They'll purchase a ticket either advance. They can Mm -hmm. go to our website, ditsaz.org, and they can purchase a ticket in advance for eight dollars. Or they can buy it at the door for ten dollars. Ten dollars, yep. And then in the lobby area, which is beautiful redwood, mm-hmm. all kinds of—I mean, the building itself is a work of art. Right. So there'll be food, and there'll be purchase items, and purchase some items, artwork some on display. There'll yeah. actually be a copy of the proclamation. Proclamation, you're right. So right. So people can look at, look it, at it and, and some then. education. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will also be giving out some awards to some Speci- city officials. City These are of, right. Special mm-hmm. brand new. I hate to give it out the surprise, but they're going to be freedom. Uh, stick your neck out for freedom. Mm-hmm. Awards, and we mm-hmm. hope to give them out every year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that pays homage to my mother, Marion Lupu, who was the founder for Pima Council on Aging, who passed away in 2016. So that's great. It's a great yeah. way to honor. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. yeah. And so you mentioned uh, a couple of different shows um, that mm-hmm. will be, I guess, what are the shows going to be? Are these going to be your Dancing in the Streets performers or who? We, Who's well, performing? well, okay, well, we have both. okay, yeah, both. We have singers coming, uh, a couple singers. We uh, have a professional opera singer opera that we singer flew in from out of town, right? Named Icy Monroe, Ma- right? Uh, we got a couple. Uh, one singer, uh, Tim Marshall. Uh, we have another dance group called the Blazingettes of Tucson. Mm-hmm. What they are? They're an African American uh, major oh, cheer cool. group. So they they're just they're they just started. So they're kind of like making their scene. And uh, who else? We oh, we got a uh, actually a group. It's a jump roping group. A what They're, roping? Twisters. A uh, uh, jump roping group. Oh, jump roping. Yeah, jump roping. Yeah, <laughs> they're called Twisters. Tucson Twisters, and these kids are really amazing. Been around for they're a nonprofit. Been around mm-hmm. for twenty years, and uh, and we uh, have a mm. wonderful African American dancing group. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. by Denise Bay, Bay. and I apologize mm-hmm. to Denise. I don't recall what she calls her group. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> she was going to be a soloist, but um, right. it'll be like a variety performance. Yeah. It's so a variety. At 1.30, mm-hmm. we'll have our students. It'll be a dancer, singer, uh, spoken word, mm-hmm. maybe twisters, mm-hmm. kind of a variety program, and each show will be different. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, right. um, and it is from a like, ticketed event. From one event. to five. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a ticketed event because we're trying not to Overcrowd the room, mm-hmm. right. so we're kind of limiting it to each show about seventy people. Right. Um, there are VIP tables still available to purchase for hundred and fifty dollars. It seats mm-hmm. eight people, and mm-hmm. there's all kinds of special goodies on those tables. On those tables. Oh, yeah. so for like a, what was it? hundred. Hundred and fifty dollars. Hundred and fifty. You can grab your seven friends and yeah, have a table and, to yourself. and take that yeah. table, and there'll be extra goodies on there. But those the, are advanced purchase only. Okay. Right. right. Yeah, and are those available on your website as well? They are well? available Absolutely. on our website. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, in order to uh, put on an event like this, I figure you do have some help from maybe some community sponsors. So I would love to hear who is uh, helping out with this first annual Freedom Arts oh, Festival. Oh, absolutely. Great. So let's, yeah. Well, yeah. I got to say a huge thank you to Desert Diamond Casinos. They were the first one to jump aboard with us, aside from mm-hmm. Arizona Commission on the Arts and the Arts for. Foundation. Foundation of Tucson in yeah. Southern Arizona, apologies, uh-huh. and then the University of Arizona Tech Parks. Uh-huh. So we are so excited to have them as sponsors. Uh-huh. We hope to have more sponsors next year, 
as I said, this should be an annual event. It should be really fun and grow every year. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a family-friendly event. It is uh, no alcohol. No, so, yeah, right. Right, yeah, right. it's a alcohol-free zone. Yeah. Free family thing. Well, yeah, so. you want it to be for the family. Yeah, and family and the kids and stuff to come in. and. Uh, so you'll have to wait till Oktoberfest if you were looking for <laughs> <laughs> lots of beers. <laughs> but you can have fun without. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. that's where we're at. Wonderful. Well, before we start wrapping up, will you just share again, I guess, the exact need-to-know details of this upcoming Freedom Arts Festival, the who, what, when, where? Mm -hmm. First annual Freedom Arts Festival, sponsored by Dancing the Streets Arizona and Curb Radio. Mm -hmm. Our website is ditsaz.org. It's at the Tucson Scottish Rite Cathedral on Saturday, June 18th. The event will be from 1 to 5 p.m. There will be three shows during that day. 1.30, 2.30, 1.30, 2.30, and 3.30. You can purchase tickets in advance for $8 by going to our website, ditsaz.org. Scroll down for First Annual Freedom Arts Festival. Or you can buy tickets at the door for $10. And again, that ticket does come with a single serving of fun food. Perfect. Hey, that was that pretty was, good, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, So one more thing before we wrap up Um you may have sparked some interest mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. with this discussion. Are there volunteer or support opportunities for the community for your organization? I was <laughs> thinking about some volunteers. <laughs> Maybe we Well, I we mean. actually have a lot of opportunities for potential board members. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'd mm-hmm. love people to come to uh, the Community Foundation on June 7th. We're recruiting board members. Um, we always need volunteers to do maybe a committee for next year's festival. Mm-hmm. We do a Nutcracker performance in December. If there are volunteer teachers that would like to help out with, with teaching classes, teaching, teaching ballet classes, or assistants, or, mm-hmm, um, yeah. please be 18 years old. We'd love to have volunteers. Mm-hmm. I think we've had. Some kids that were getting their Pilates certificates and they needed some hours. So if you're 18 and you would like to have some Pilates hours, we have some older students that we'd be happy to offer with. Um, Mm -hmm. We're so small that we would be willing to cater and customize a volunteer package for whoever is interested. Okay, wonderful. And for any... To get in contact with you, with you, would just go to the website? Just go to the website, website or you can call us at 520-867-8489. And there's only two employees, my husband and I. So <laughs> either Joseph or Celeste will answer. One of answer. us will answer the phone. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Well, is there anything else you would like to share about your organization or this upcoming event before we close out? We really need uh, continued financial support. Mm-hmm. So this is a big event, but it's also a fundraiser mm-hmm. so that we can continue to offer classical ballet classes to low-income students, um, non-traditional ballet students. Many of these students, the tuition doesn't cover our cost of expenses. Mm -hmm. So just like everybody else, this is our push to make our fiscal budget, and we wouldn't be able to do it without individual sponsors and donors. Um, So we really would appreciate your support in coming out. Yep, absolutely. Celeste and Joseph, thank you so much for your time and well, sharing all the information for inviting yeah. us and giving this an opportunity. Yeah. We are so excited for the show, and uh, we're 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 geared. And yeah. actually, you will see that piece that you talked about where they were wearing red, white, and blue oh, tutus. Wonderful. Yeah, it's called yeah. Stars yeah. and Stripes, Stars and it will and be performed. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Absolutely.
You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. That was Celeste Lupu and Joseph Rogers, co-founders of Dancing in the Streets, Arizona. For more information or to purchase tickets to the upcoming first annual Freedom Arts Festival, you can go to ditsaz.org. If you are part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured in an upcoming episode of our Lifestyle Tucson program, you can reach out to me, Riley, by email, publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. For more information about the program or to listen back to something you missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page at mixfm.com, kfma.com, klpx.com, or espntucson.com.